Luke 4 tells us when Jesus came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. Now, Jesus would have been invited to do this, and by the way, this is perhaps one of the oldest accounts we possess of an actual synagogue service of that time. Verse 17 goes on to tell us the scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll and he found the place where this was written. I'll tell you that in just a minute. Luke is indicating that Jesus deliberately found and chose to read the passage we're about to read about because it emphasized Jesus' messianic consciousness as he began his ministry. He had something specific to say. Verse 18 tells us what that is. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Now, this anointing refers to Luke 3.22, where the Holy Spirit, in bodily form, descended on Jesus like a dove and anointed him and empowered Jesus for ministry. Verse 18 goes on, He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. This scriptural quotation comes from Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be set free. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come, and with it, the day of God's anger or vengeance against his enemies. Now that is good news, isn't it? Well, yes, but note that the significant part of the quotation is the omission in Isaiah 61 2b and the day of the vengeance of our God. Jesus didn't quote that part. And for Luke, that day was the today of Luke 4.21, the day of salvation, the time of opportunity. So the question is, and we'll never really know the answer, did Jesus omit anger and judgment to make a point? Or did Luke omit it in his account so that we would understand that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost? Well, we really don't know, but either way, it enforces the fact that Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it and to announce his good news. John, in his gospel, makes it quite clear. John 3.16, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Friend, those are important words. Jesus was making very, very clear at the beginning of his earthly ministry that he wasn't there to judge the world and bring punishment, but to save them. So back to Luke's gospel account. Jesus quotes Isaiah's prophecy, and then, verse 20, he, Jesus, rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. Now, in those days, the reading of the scripture was done standing up, no doubt out of respect for the word of God. But the teaching or exposition of it was performed sitting down. So Jesus signaled that he was done reading and that he was ready to teach. And verse 21 goes on to say, All the eyes at the synagogue looked at him intently. King James Version says the eyes of everyone, and it emphasizes, it uses the emphatic, everyone were fastened on him. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. 
Jesus was taking the words of the prophet that had been spoken maybe 700 years before and informing the people that that prophecy was being fulfilled right before their very eyes through him. In other words, what the prophet said 700 years ago, I'm that guy. And for those who wondered, when would it be fulfilled? Well, that would be now, this very day, in fact, Jesus said. Isaiah 49.8 says, This is what the Lord says, At just the right time, I'll respond to you, and on the day of salvation, I will help you. The Apostle Paul later clarified how Jesus fulfilled that prophecy when he wrote in 2 Corinthians 6.2, For God says, At just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. And then Paul clarifies by saying, indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Well, the lesson for us is that some of the plans and the will of God were fulfilled through Christ's early ministry and blood sacrifice. But there are others that have yet to be fulfilled. And we can take courage and have hope that those will come to pass when we see the faithfulness of God exhibited by the work of Jesus at just the right time time. Well, when will the rest of those prophecies take place? At just the right time. Count on it. Expect it. Look forward to it with great hope and let it encourage you in these unprecedented, uncertain times. Father, we thank you that at just the right time you sent your Son to redeem the world. We thank you that at just the right time you will rescue us from the troubles we face today. And at just the right time, you will bring your perfect will, your perfect plan, into total completion, alpha and omega, beginning and end. We thank you that you've allowed us the privilege of being a part of that, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So stay hopeful, keep looking up, and keep the faith. Mm -hmm.